Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. This is episode 165, and we're going to be talking about a few things today. Basically, um, our we're going to be, I'm going to give you some advice about now that we have we have survived the eclipses. Yay, we have thrived, not just survived. Um, but I'm going to give you some advice about moving forward, you know, and, and um and certain things about that. And then I'm also going to talk about Jupiter's ingress into Pisces, which I wanted to do since last week, but hey, it was the eclipse season. Everything was crazy. And of course, Mercury is retrograde. And of course, I didn't talk about that either, but I'm going to, so don't worry, we got you. I'm gonna show you why are these things important? What are they calling us to do? Calling us not to do? And where in your chart, I'll walk you through the zodiac, so you find out where is this happening in your chart and how you can make the most of it. So <clears throat> before I get started, just want to say that my course, uh, Astrology for Beginners, is, yes, I have learned Canva, news at 11, um, <laughs> like the last person on earth, um, but the eclipses were pushing me, right, get, quit being stuck about this art stuff, okay, like, just do it, so I'm like, okay, okay, so I'm going to show you, in the true Leo fashion, how fabulous this looks. <laughs> Just, now you have to say, ooh and ah, oh yes, that's fabulous. <laughs> anyway, let me just show you what I came up with for the, for the front page, all right? Hold on a second. Okay, so here it is. Dun, da, 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 da. Star Sound Astrology presents Cellular Memory. Um, astrology for Beginners, How to Understand Your Chart and Your Life. It starts June 14th. Yes, yours truly made that. Isn't that cool? Now, you, as a Leo, you're supposed to say, yes, Irliana, it's wonderful, right? So I found out this, discovered more deeply this archetype, archetype of Leo about myself, like how everything is like, look what I did, you know? So I'm walking around telling my friends, look at, look at this, look at this. Like, oh, it's wonderful. It's wonderful. You know, that's what you have to do with a Leo. You have to tell them that everything is fabulous, even when it's not. <laughs> Hopefully you will find this fabulous, but if you don't, whatever, I'm still having a blast. Anyway, I hope you join us. This is going to be not just, it's going to be easy, easy on. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by astrology, yes, it can be. It's a very complex discipline. It's a very complex body of wisdom, and it really takes years to study, all right, and master. However, you got to start somewhere, right? So we make it fun. We make it easy. We make it understandable. I break down these complex con, um, information, and I, we just start with the basics. And we're going to um, jump in and I'm going to show you some things that are not just the modern astrology, which is most of what is occurs on the planet in this timing. This ancient astrology has been gaining a huge foothold. And I feel I got so much how it, it transformed my life, knowing the precepts of how the ancients looked at it. So we're going to be putting that in there too. So I think um, I, I just know that um, it's going to be different from how I taught it years ago. So Anyway, um, I'm just excited to be here and share this with you. So I know, we're, if anything, we're going to have a lot of fun as we learn. So I hope that um, you will join us for that. So that starts June 14th. And um, yes, Mercury retrograde. The page on Squarespace is gray. I'm like, all right, hit publish. Okay, click. No, it's gray. All right. I, I, he's having, he's messing with me, but as soon as I just email me, if you're interested, <laughs> we'll get, we'll get you. Uh, we are already taking, um, we're taking uh, signups already. So, um, and we're going to have a small class. So it'll be fun and intimate and personal. And we'll, we'll just have a lot of fun. It's five weeks. So it's into July. 
and uh, mini course, right? So um, I think we'll just have a lot of fun. I know we will. Anyway, that's all. Just want to share that. And the other thing is that you remember Myrtle, Myrtle Schmergel, my cosmic reporter, friend, neighbor who came over in the green outfit, the infamous green outfit. Myrtle has a podcast now. I guess she was inspired being on my show. I don't know. But anyway, I wanted to share that with you um, and show you what we've got here. Let me, I'll just, and so I'll give you the link so you can jump, join in. She is so funny, um, but she's very cosmically connected. So what did I say about appearances can be deceiving? <laughs> so so uh, let me show you what, here it is. Here's her YouTube channel. Dun, da, da, da. And uh, this, our, our dear Myrtle has lots of wisdom. Okay, maybe we don't agree with the fashion sense, but let me tell you, the cosmic wisdom on steroids. So don't miss it. All right, moving on. Um, what I, I just wanna say before we jump into Jupiter and Aries, um, the, some eclipse advice now that we're coming out of the season. Now the next eclipses will be October 25th, solar eclipse, lunar eclipse, November 8th. Yes, yes folks. November 8th, election day, there will be a lunar eclipse. You cannot make this up. Should be interesting, right? That's our US midterms, but we're not gonna talk about that today, but we are gonna say that there are some, um, the revelations, you know, eclipses, when you think about the sun in front of the, of the, um, I'm sorry, the sun getting blocked, the moon in front of the sun. And then in a lunar eclipse, when the earth is blocking the moon, there are the luminaries, the brightest celestial bodies in our sky get eclipsed twice a year. And that is like something is that we can't see. And it's like, what is that right in front of us, right? The sun's right in front of us. What do you mean you can't see it? Well, you can't for a few minutes. The lights are off and it's hard to see. And so that's not, obviously, this is not a time to be making any major decisions in an eclipse window. And I would just say it's been a few days and just let things settle. Just let things settle a little. If you have to make a decision, I would always wait common sense, you know, three, maybe three days after the eclipse, the sec, you know, the finish of the season, the solar lunar. Um, just just to give yourself some time to just, you know, the lights go back on, right? Just like if you were in a, let's say you were in a hurricane, you lost your power and the lights just went back on. Well, okay, you're dealing with the melted ice cream in the refrigerator and, you know, so yes, you're on, but it's just still like mopping up, so to speak, and kind of resettling into this new frequency. And we have been given a new frequency. Um, what I'm hearing right now intuitively is, you know, we've been given a new lease on life. I, I mean, I know that, like, where's this coming from? I, look, I always pray before these things, okay? <laughs> Just after my mala beads and all. Um, but it is. Now, we may not see that. It may have felt anything other than, for the last few uh, weeks, very topsy-turvy, understood. It's eclipse season. Things are supposed to get topsy-turvy. The old system goes offline. There's that void, that bardo, so to speak, intermediate state as the Tibetan Book of the Dead would describe it, right? But then there is this, then we come back on, but it's, we're reset. And the area of our chart where these eclipses occur is where we have this reset. And so um, just to say, um, 
you know, and, and I, I know I didn't do that with our amazing guests, which by the way, they are coming back and we have uh, fantastic new ones coming up. Um, I also have my dear cohorts, uh, two of my cohorts um, for now from, from Nightlight Astrology, Lindsay uh, Natal and Michelle Ertel will be joining us. I'm so excited. I can't wait. The girls, the cowgirls. Um, and so we're going to be talking about all kinds of great things. They're amazing women. I can't wait to introduce you to them if you haven't met them already. Um, but anyway, um, so yes, we have more, um, more wonderful people coming. But what I didn't do was talk about the um, where these have landed in in your house. I don't believe I, I got into that. So um, maybe I'll just I'll just do that real quick right now. So let me let me just pull this up. And then we can move on to Jupiter in Aries. Okay, so hold on. Okay, so here is the, this was the solar eclipse that happened. And um, I'm gonna show you where these occurred, where, when you have each, each sign of zodiac. Um, and, and I'll tell you why, why are we still talking about this, right? I was like, oh, early on, the eclipse is over. You know, so in our culture, it's like, oh, the Super Bowl, that was great, but it's over. Or the Academy Awards, oh, fabulous, let's watch it. And then we'll move on. Well, not quite with eclipses. Eclipses will, of course, um, because they're in an axis that takes a year and a half to process Taurus and Scorpio, um, it will, these, the last of our Taurus Scorpio eclipses will be a year from now. So we've, we're dancing with these concepts about money, resources, our self-worth, uh, the, the re resources of others, um, and all of everything that comes up about love, connection, will, desire, right? Venus and Mars, right? So rulers of Taurus and Scorpio. So all of those things are being um, brought up and where they land powerfully, um, depending on where it is in your chart is this area that's undergoing a transformation. There is, by the way, um, when, um, I'm going to talk about when these activate. So it is not just the day they happen. And it's not just the in general uh, feeling of, you know, of between now and next May, but it's, uh, there are certain times when they really kick up and I'm going to get to that in just a moment. So let me just real quick walk you through um, where these are occurring in your chart. So here we have the, this is set for Washington, DC. So this is where it occurred for us. Um, in the, in the, you know, you could you could represent your country, you know, wherever whatever country you're you're uh, you know listening from, you can um, put your country in there and uh, and see if you're interested. You can go to astro.com or astro-seek.com to get a free uh, chart, and you can always uh, click on you know the solar eclipse and uh, the the city, the capital of your country, and you can. You can see where it's it's going to fall. Like that's a mundane. It's called mundane astrology. But anyway, so here we have uh, for you guys who are Leo. I would recommend you not uh, reading it for your sun sign, but rather your rising. It's more um, particular because the rising is exactly where the constellation was when you entered the Earth plane. So you might be, you know, a a, a Taurus, but with Virgo rising you know, you, it's gonna be specific, where would this land for you specifically at that hour and time period that you were born? So Virgo rising, this, these eclipses happened, in the, the solar happened in your ninth house and the lunar in your third. 
So these eclipses since last November, again in the fall and into next year are gonna be dancing back and forth between your ninth and third houses. What are the ninth and third houses? The information axis, teaching, learning, sharing, communications, siblings, higher education, academia, philosophy, um, spiritual wisdoms, uh, esoteric wisdom. These are all uh, areas of your life where you are being asked, you know, there's an expiration date and it's like, okay, let's embrace, there's a new chapter that is wanting to be born. So those, that area of your life is getting eclipsed. Is, there's a major ending and a major beginning regarding those subjects. Okay, then we go to Libra. So Libra, for you guys, you Libra risings, these eclipses are money signs in your money houses. So you Aries and, and uh, Libra risings, it's your money houses, it's your support. How you are supported, where you are supported, who you support, who supports you, your soul contracts. You know, I think about the eighth house is like the, the bonds that we have with with each other that like transcend death, that go beyond, you know, beyond death, right? Eighth house is other people's money and it's estates and wills and annuities and insurance and, you know, wills and things like that, of that nature. Investors, people who support us perhaps, um, you know, and so things of that nature. Now, and the second being the personal, personal finances, the money in your bank, your talents, your worth, your resources. So all of these are being played out, right? This is where we, uh, the universe wants us to, is giving us a new, like I said earlier, what was that line I said? Um, it's a new, a new lease on life. And it may involve the taking away of, right? It's like, what is coming online, but what is leaving? And it's okay. What's leaving is, you know, fear. These are South Node uh, Scorpio eclipses. So fear about our support or fear of the unknown, afraid of what is Scorpio, life, death, sexuality, the taboos that we've had around embracing our bodies. You know, these are, these are really core concepts. And where these are playing out for you guys that are Libra Risings is in your area of, of support of the second and eighth house. Okay, uh, the next one, Scorpio rising. These eclipses are playing out for you in your first and seventh houses, which is are your houses of yourself, and seventh is others. The others can be a partner, a business partner, a marriage partner, um, or collaboration, one-to-one -one collaboration. Like let's say you're a counselor and you're um, and you're working one-to-one -one with somebody. So these areas of your life are what is getting eclipsed. You might find the old self in you, uh, an old appearance of you that is stagnant that needs to fall away. How you sh literally physically show up in the world, right? Maybe you're gonna, you know, with a solar eclipse, a lunar eclipse, and <laughs> you have green hair the next day. You know, like let go, don't be afraid. I don't know. Uranus is in the mix, okay? You're going to have some, somebody's going to come up with green hair and it's going to be cool. This is our new standard. It's like, think outside the box, express ourselves. Our fashion is definitely getting, um, going online with a whole new, a whole new approach. I would say too, on a more serious note, our food supply, these are very big for our food supplies and our, um, our what nourishes us, not just food like physical food, but what you know with Uranus there, 
what nourishes us um, for you know kundalini rising this is a huge topic no matter where it is no matter what sign you have these are really powerful principles that are really coming to life with these eclipses so for you guys that are scorpio risings you are finding these your image your health your image your self-image and how you show up in and how you relate to others that are collaborations with others, business partners and marriage partners and such, or just living partners um, are very much um, in the mix. This is what, what is coming up. Okay, then we have Sag risings. So Sag, you, you Sages having these eclipses in your sixth and 12th houses. These are not easy houses. This involves a lot of effort, struggle, sacrifice. There could be a sense of feeling loss or like my favorite line when a tutor taught us a night like shipwrecked. That's that 12th house. So, you know, it can make you feel like you're standing in quicksand. Like how come I don't have agency here? The eclipses are saying, you know what? You just got to let go. And, um, and yes, it can be, scary, maybe you won't be seen by the world, but just be in faith and know that these changes are assisting you. Yes, they're in tough houses, but you got to remember, we've had all, you got, we got a lot of help with these eclipses, especially that solar, you know, we had all this huge pile up in Pisces in, in making a very lovely sextile to the eclipse. So this is like divine grace is assisting us, our ancestors, leaning into transcendental wisdom will greatly affect us, especially you guys that are dealing with the 6th, 12th house axis, you know, where there, it's like saying there is no, unless we really want to, there is no need to struggle anymore. There is this, this ability, um, one can transform oneself and by, in that process of letting go, um, the, the true, the authentic self uh, can come forward. So that's a Sag rising. Okay. And the next one is Capricorn rising. So all you Capricorns out there, Capricorn risings, these are happening. Um, the solar was in your fifth house and the lunar was in your 11th. And these are the joy of Venus, the joy of Jupiter, the benefic planets. So you're getting an upgrade with maybe there are people in your life who are your friends that are, are toxic and need to be let go of, that they're not supporting you anymore, the, or the groups or the group organizations that you hang with are, um, are really not, you know, it's expiration date, right? Um, depending on where Mars is in your chart, you would go deeper with the uncover layers of what exactly does that look like? You know, and that's what we do in chart readings. We look at the condition of like, for example, your Mars and how, how powerful is your Mars? How well equipped is it to carry out its mission? And so that will give us an enormous amount of information that really colors and nuances this, like a Renaissance painting that's full of light and shadow and gradations of color. So you get a really, really full picture. All I can do here, of course, is just give you some general outlines, kind of like stick figures, but hey, better than nothing, right? But in a, in a, in a reading, you, you really get the, the entire, you know, the whole enchilada. <laughs> so anyway, that's for you guys in, in your uh, fifth and 12th. The fifth house is creativity. I would say here, it's about breaking out of the box and giving yourself permission to dream big and uh, be completely inspired, you know, again, with that, that lovely stellium in Pisces, you know, 
sky's the limit, have hope, joy, optimism, and putting your dreams into, uh, and your creative projects into, um, you know, into, into action. Um, so anyway, this is a place where things get eclipsed. It's also children. So if you have children, you might find, hey, you know, with your honest there, maybe a surprise, guess what? You're gonna be a parent or a grandparent or a great grandparent uh, with, with your own children. Um, but certainly breakthroughs there and thinking outside the box and how we relate to our children and or creative projects. Um, so letting go of stagnant situations and relationships that maybe you felt like, oh, there's no way I could get past this. But the eclipse is like, yes, there is. You just have to think outside the box. Okay, uh, we have um, Aquarius, Aquarius rising. These eclipses happened in your fourth house and your 10th house. These are angular houses. These are very loud. You know, they, they are any angular, four, first, fourth, seventh, tenth are angular. So they have a lot, they have a megaphone, right? They, they speak with a megaphone. And uh, to borrow a tutor's, uh, I love what he, great, by the way, if you really want to study astrology, just go to Nightlight Astrology. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not being paid to say this. I'm just saying it changed my life. It's rich and vast. And he's, he's starting a new, um, a new cohort, a new cycle um, next month. But um, go go to his channel and uh, nightlightastrology.com. Check it out. Um, phenomenal, uh, wonderful, one, a humble, wonderful man, brilliant, masterful, the best teacher. You'll you'll learn it all if you're ready. If you're ready for that kind of commitment, couldn't say better things. Anyway, here we are. Back to our show. <laughs> so, the um, the fourth house and the tenth house very important they rule what fourth house our home our property our family our roots our genealogy there may be some surprise uh, revelations about relationships and yeah, around these topics and and uh, values and maybe breaking shaking free and breaking free of old values and stories that you've had around your family and around your home life um, and thinking differently thinking outside the box um, you know, maybe it's about growing a garden, it, it, you know, Venus <laughs> ruling your fourth house. Maybe it's time to, you know, create new sources of nourishment for yourself that revolve and involve, revolve around and involve your home. Your 10th house is your career house. It's your public reputation. So that um, there is this falling away of of a way of maybe being afraid to show who you really are in public. And, and so there's this liberation that's available to you. Um, Pisces, Pisces rising. Look at that big old stellium in that first, man. This is um, <laughs> really exciting. This happens in, again, your third and ninth house um, where it is um, the information access, teaching, learning, um, academia, philosophy, belief systems, Maybe there's um, some, maybe you're going back to school to learn something um, that is just going to break break you open into a whole nother place of relationship and um, and and self esteem and self worth. Definitely getting a big um, big opportunity for breakthroughs here, where you might have been held back or felt like a loner in you know as in in school when you were younger. It's like well you can let go of that now. You, there's this opportunity to to um, have that shift. So that's for you, Pisces rising. Um, Aries rising is um, the eclipse was in your second and eighth houses, the money houses, 
right? So it's the exact mirror opposite of Aries, of, of, of sorry, of Libra. So again, the, the dance between your resources versus others coming together, working in new innovative ways, sharing resources, right? Shared resources, excuse me, um, all coming up, um, all at play here for these eclipses. Taurus rising. Obviously, the eclipses are in your first and seventh house, very obviously very big. Again, angular houses, um, this self-image, health, body, uh, very much coming into play, um, embracing new ways of looking at ourselves and um, showing uh, our unique side and the side that wants to connect. And, you know, I would say too, with Uranus in the mix there, it's like, embodying this new paradigm, the future self, the, the Kundalini rising, the, the future self that is empowered um, to um, create, be that, what is that, that line, you know, that Gandhi said, you know, be the, the change you wish to see in the world. And we all have been so worried about the earth and, and climate change and the fires and the wildfires and all that that's going on. It's like, well, Here's an opportunity to be what kind of change do you want to see in the earth and how can you reflect that in yourself and what you bring to the world and what you bring to others, first seventh houses. Gemini rising, we have uh, the eclipses in your sixth and twelfth. And again, just like um, uh, the Sag rising, you know, this is an area where you can have uh, a divine grace assist you in these areas where you feel very, um, you know, the sand, uh, the sand, quicksand, you know, and where you've had, maybe there's a struggle or a sacrifice or a loss that you've had to endure and it feels lonely, um, but time heals all wounds. And there is this opportunity to be freed of perhaps maybe there are um, old, old uh, buried things that have long, um, where you have felt like a lack of agency that with Uranus there, it's like saying, hey, guess what? You don't have to be run by those old stories and intractable stories or what you thought couldn't change. So again, um, around maybe your, I would say maybe your creativity, you know, with, with Venus there and um, in the mix, creativity and, and resources and your self-worth, huge for self-worth. Cancer rising, you're uh, obviously, it is in your, um, you know, again, the fifth and 11th houses, friends, peers, your hopes, your wishes, your dreams, uh, the things you aspire to, your colleagues, your fifth house, your children, your, you know, fifth house is also romance, dating, sex, pleasure, fun activities. Um, you might feel that there's, there is this kind of a taking away of this fun and pleasure, but luckily we have, um, what happens is, you know, what when when something goes, we have to remember always. In our Western society, we've been so programmed about hanging on and being afraid to let go and being afraid to explore the unknown. And it's saying here, you know what? Regarding your children, regarding your creativity and your sense of adventure and pleasure, it's like let go and allow yourself to explore these things. And it's and the universe is going to help you with that. You know, I would say the access to that would be, you know, a spiritual wisdom and some transcendent ex spiritual experiences can help you if we plug into the bhakti and plug in, in what's the bhav, right? That current of, of that 
god goddess devotion you know that would assist us in opening up these roadblocks that have have been there for a, a long time and it, it's time for change it's time to to reprogram ourselves in the area of friends lovers uh family uh you know tribe um all of those wonderful luscious things and so um Leo, Leo rising, we have these eclipses in your fourth and 10th house. Again, family, career, very large, um, you know, gets into the, um, the nitty gritty, uh, angular houses, a lot of change regarding that, um, letting go of fear around your home, your family, your genealogy, letting go of this, this, this um, a sense of needing to control uh, everything, you know, obsessively, to obsess and control over, over your, your, um, the Dharma and the, um, and allowing it to embrace your new, this new identity of, of you in the world, um, and how it plays out family, uh, parents, grandparents, um, you know, th these, these areas of your life are definitely getting eclipsed. And you might be in a new, a place to break free and, reinvent yourself in the area of career, like maybe self-employment. Maybe it's about with getting into launching, I don't know, an online art business. You know, there, there's all kinds of ways these things can play out. But again, you, you look to your Venus and Mars in your chart to see the story, to get a deeper cut of, of what exactly that would look like. And there's our, there's our chart. Okay, so that's, that's that. And um, I would say too, with um, I was saying about you know what what to do in this in this as we're settling into our new uploaded <laughs> cosmic reality that came courtesy of these eclipses. Um, there's a saying in the Tao: "What be water." The strongest response to any situation is to be water, and um, that's we really want to remember that too with Jupiter in the fiery. Jupiter and the sign of Mars and Aries, you know, there could be a lot of, um, I, I just saw a headline today about the Department of Homeland Security was very concerned about this, what looks like um, Roe Wade being rolled back and that there could be violence and protests and such. Well, with Jupiter and Aries, yeah, that could very well be. And um, we have to look at not only what is worth fighting for, but how do we fight um, or are these ideological beliefs and um, with, with Jupiter there, um, I would say, you know, like, again, think of the Tao, be water. The strongest response to any situation is to be that, be that, what does water do? It flows around, it doesn't beat something, right? It's constantly moving and flowing. As soon as we stop, water gets stagnant. Nothing's gonna move. Everything gets intractable right, until some other outside force, right, that law of physics, things will always remain um, in a certain motion until impacted by an outside force. Well, let that force be, instead of fighting the old way of, you know, and goodness gracious, you know, we're done with violence, but we could be spiritual warriors, you know, we could use our prayer uh, to effect change. There was, I read about um, when Jupiter had a previous cycle of Jupiter and Aries in the 60s, that's when they first did these transcendental meditations 
where they had a whole group of people in like a town pray and meditate. And they found that the, um, the violent crime went down when that was happening. So this is a way of using our power in a, in a whole nother way, which is you know, more intuitive with Jupiter in the mix. So I would say for sure, that's an especially good lesson coming out of these eclipses now that Jupiter's in the sign of, of Aries. Um, transforming adversity into opportunity. If something has been taken away from, from you in this um, particular and you're in pain about it, understood, you know, um, but we want to keep praying and just asking the divine to see the, the opportunity in the adversity because when something is taken away, again, something is being given. We have, we're so wired, especially as Americans, it's like this, you know, entitlement culture. I, I'm entitled, you know, I'm a snowflake, I'm entitled. And, and it's like, okay, but if we let go of something or if we have to sacrifice something, there is a reward. And that is what is often dropped out of our society that we wanna focus on not the ego that's hanging on to not wanting to change, but like what comes as a result of that. Well, we definitely have to step, step into the unknown and let it be revealed to us. And that's, that's a muscle that doesn't happen overnight. You know? So we wanna give ourselves some slack, give, you, give yourself a lot of slack coming out of these eclipses. These are very intense, right? These are involving security, very primal, <clears throat> primal needs. So for sure, uh, just, yeah, downtime. <laughs> no, remember, do not get married. Do not do anything majorly important until you feel, tune in deeply, trust yourself. You'll know when the right time is to change. I would say too, uh, charity is remediation is always a, a, a universal remedy for any planetary transit, not just eclipses. Charity is remediation. Go help at the food bank. Go, um, you know, help start a co-op or farm some land or work in a food co-op or I don't, wherever it is that, that your heart takes you. Um, I wrote this down in my notes, uh, passion is the new currency. Since this is about so much about money and resources, to me, I think of Scorpio, like what's the old passion is, you know, how much money do, how much, how come I can control people with my money and my and uh, hang on to uh, needing to manipulate and obsess and control. Well, the new currency is passion. What am I so passionate about that would, would allow like every one of us to re in our, in the things that mean so much to us that would allow a passion to um, emerge. And that passion is what feeds us, you know, our passion. So just something to think about. Um, all right, Mars transit. When are these? When are we really going to feel the the um, these things happen? Well, like I said, there are times over the summer for sure. I'm going to talk about this in another podcast about July, but in um, with the Mars and the North Node conjunction. And if you haven't already, please go to Ari Moshi Wolf uh, talking about the Uranus upcoming Uranus North Node conjunction in July. Brilliant man amazing insights. I felt so comforted listening to him. So if you haven't already, please do. It's got a big picture of Uranus on the thumbnail. You can't miss it. Um, wonderful heart-centered evolutionary astrologer. So you're looking at it through the lens of, of our soul's evolution. Um, so we want to look at the Mars 
one thing I have found very interesting was at Mars, when Mars hits this eclipse point and it's coming up soon, this is when you're gonna really see action since Mars is the planet of action. So that would be for the solar eclipse, it's gonna be July 20th. And you know, sometimes Mars, Mars is impulsive, wants to jump the gun. So Mars might be a couple of three days before that, two, three days before July 20th you'll feel, and maybe a day after, but the action being taken about whatever's been stirred up in whatever area of, of your chart that these eclipses are happening in, there's some kind of forward movement. So um, for that's July 20th for solar eclipse. And then for the lunar eclipse, Mars is going to oppose the lunar eclipse point. So again, a conjunction or an opposition. So it's lining up with, or it's opposing, right? So some action, some conflict may come up or that requires action, some kind of opposition, some kind of a, a needing to integrate two sides, right? Desire and will, you know, some kind of, um, integration that that needs to happen and these are the dates where it's really going to be highlighted so august 12th july 20th august 12th those are very important here's an example in history of you know um uh, well yeah it's not a very jolly one but the one that comes to mind is when uh, prince andrew you know all the scandal right with the jeffrey epstein thing um he obviously well he went to his saturn return there's a lot of reasons why his life but he had eclipses in, in the sign, and he has planets in, you know, Sagittarius. So he, his uh, reputation, his entitlements got eclipsed, right? Major ending, major beginning. But the, and, and as we know from the headlines and all that very sad story um, with the sexual abuse and the trafficked underage uh, women. Um, and when, um, when Mars hit this one particular that happened in, in, in December, when Mars hit that eclipse point, boom, that was the day that Queen Elizabeth stripped him of his titles of all, uh, you know, he had all these like 200 patronages and all, this, all those entitlements, right? That's Jupiter, right? Wealth, prestige, privilege, entitlement. Mars, what's Mars? The knife, cutting it off. And that's what happened. So um, unfortunately, sorry guys, I can't think of, there's, there are happier ones too. It's not like it's all bad and scary, but um, action that, that needs to happen to take folk that needs to move forward. Um, and so, yes, these, these are, um, look to Mars, you know, where, when you're like, oh God, is this ever gonna change? You know, yes, change is coming. We use these dates and we can use them powerfully, be proactive. If you know these eclipses, you know where they're happening in your chart and what we just went through, that's where it's gonna be happening for another year. So again, now that you know that, you can do the work of, of these eclipses. And um, as my, my dear, wonderfully departed uh, friend, Renee, who was uh, one of my first astrology teachers, brilliant woman. She said, um, eclipses, um, when you do the work of an eclipse, um, it ahead of time, she always advocated being proactive in that. And so, yeah, you might as well, because, you know, the universe is coming for it anyway. So I say, you know, the more you can clean up your room, you know, and look at these areas and be conscious and proactive in these areas of your life, the better off you'll be, because then when the eclipse happens, it, it can take you to a different place or a higher place or as she said it, um, the eclipse blessings will rain down on you like a good karma pinata. <laughs> it's all that candy, right? It may not feel like candy in the beginning, but 
it's candy. Eventually, it, it's candy. It's always going to liberate us. Got to remember, guys, Uranus can be scary, this chaos and, oh, my God, you know, uncomfortable, out of the blue, shocking change. But it's always to liberate. There is something better and higher. And, um, you know, I, I'll say it again. You know, I can't say it enough that the Kundalini yoga breath work, hugely important. One of the uh, Kundalini yoga people in the community, I saw it online. They are having this huge, like, multi-day symposium. And I'm sure that Kundalini yoga and breath work was an, a, a key part of it, as it is in their, in that branch of, of uh, yoga wisdom. And uh, so I would highly recommend, you know, million and one videos, conscious breathing every day, bringing ourselves into that calm space so that when change happens, we are what be the Tao, be water that flows with change that can allow and accept this. Not like you're agreeing or disagreeing that you're in that space beyond that. So very powerful. We're going to need that. We're going to, there's a lot of change happening. We're going to need that. Um, all right, so that's um, that's all I have for you today. Um, I could, I was gonna talk about, I don't know, this thing's getting awful long, but and there's the the, uh, the uh, Jupiter in um, in the in the sign of Aries. So um, you know what? I think I will just um, well, I will say that. Let me let me think. Hold on a second here. Yeah, I'm thinking. You know, just to keep you short and sweet, I'll I'll chop this up into another video, the Jupiter and Aries part. Uh, so, um, but at least I can give you that tidbit about being brave and strong and intuitive. And I would say, take out your spiritual guns, right? Not the Aries gun guns. You know, please, <laughs> let's do it peacefully. And then if we absolutely cannot, that's a different story. But you can normally. You know, let's face it. We can handle all of this stuff without having to, violence is never the answer, right? We can, this is the universe calling us to say, take out your spiritual guns. What is a spiritual gun? Yoga, meditation. We just talked about breath work. These are mantra, whatever mantras that, that call to you, you know, Deva Pramal, Jai Uttal, these are outrageous yoga masters. You could start there if you don't know them already outrageous um, chant masters. Chanting is, uh, these are sacred sounds that are coursing like sound medicine through the 12 meridians, the, the nadis, 144,000 nadis, the energy channels of light as they speak of in the Vedas that are within and without, and also the, the meridians of the body. So you are bathing yourself in sacred sound. Talk about self-care. So bathe yourself in, in these ancient thousands and thousands of years, people have been chanting these monks. Monks have been continually praying for us for, for millennia, you know, when you think about it. Hidden away, we don't know about. In this very moment as I'm speaking, someone is praying for us. It's pretty cool. So again, you know, join, be proactive and, um, move in that direction and our reality outside will be as more and more do this as we all you know the, 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 that hundredth monkey you know this is this is the time where we can really shift things and we don't have to be dragged down by the depressing headlines we actually talk about being full agency what's the jupiter the god principle the god goddess in us, the priest or priestess that is knowing and intuitively tuned in to our higher knowledge.
and being Aries, you know, being forthright, being sovereign beings, uh, sovereign prophetic beings that are in tune with all these aspects of ourselves. So that's, that's what I have to say about that. So um, anyway, yeah, uh, all for now. And so um, don't forget Myrtle's channel and, uh, and we're coming back with Lindsay and Michelle. So I, I hope you will join us for these uh, next ones more exciting things coming. Anyway, thank you all so very much. And if you have any questions or anything, please, I'd love to hear from you guys. You can drop me a line, leave your comments below. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe. Yeah, really helps the channel. Thank you so much. And uh, also, um, or just write me an email if you want to be private about it. That's that's cool too. I get I get a lot of them. Um, Irliana at starsoundastrology.com. So anyway, thank you all for listening and have a great blessed week. Namaste.